Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sideline with the Cooks. I'm Erica and this is my mama. This is Valerie and we are here this week smashing sports. Yes, we are. Um, we hope everybody is doing well, staying safe, staying hydrated, staying dry. Um, staying masked up. Staying masked up. Mm-hmm. It'd be so nice that I have to say that at some point in the future. <laughs> You know what, Erica? I don't think we will ever, as long as this thing keeps mutating, I don't think we'll ever be. But y'all are saying we'll be like the, we'll we'll be like the other countries who do it every day. Exactly. I'm not upset about it. Right. Right. So. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's jump right on into our highlights and violations segment. Mm-hmm. Do you have a highlight this week? I don't. I don't. I don't have a highlight this week. Uh, football preseason is back. That's not your highlight? You didn't enjoy watching Joe Blow smash into each other? Well, I went to sleep. I fell asleep. I did, too. I definitely got home on Friday like with the intention of watching the Falcons and mm-hmm, the Titans. Mm-hmm. And um, I took a nap instead. My body was like, you're going to sleep. I, I don't have any other words. I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, I I did see that the only highlight I gained from that, you know, was we have some kickers now, allegedly, which is good. Uh, but I think what I missed the most was the Chicago Bears game. But somebody allegedly showed out. Who, I don't know. But they, no, Justin Fields? Yeah, they, and he showed out. So. The rookie quarterback? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, now that I think about it, like of all the coverage and a few highlights that I've seen, I think the Trevor, I'm not Trevor, um, Justin Fields got like the best Right, I don't reviews. think Trevor did well. Yeah, I don't think he did well. Um, Jordan Love, I think he ended up getting hurt mm-hmm. for the Packers. Um, Which is a shame, but. But it may... I, it is a shame, but at the same time, like Aaron Rodgers is back, he's fine. Like I think, no, I think the Packers. You don't want anybody to get hurt during preseason. Right. You don't want anybody to get hurt during preseason, but I think the Packers uh, were in a bit of a, a a situation had they not been able to work that out with Aaron Rodgers, because it seems like Jordan Love is not at the level that we thought he would be. You think? You think you would think he would, but anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying. How but long yeah. has he been there? This is year two. Oh, okay, that's all. Okay. So oh. I don't think they. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, so he has some time, but so the whole thing that with the fact that Aaron, the whole Aaron Rodgers situation worked out, like saved them. But yeah, I did hear that he got dinged up. Nothing too serious. Um, I'm trying to think what other rookie quarterbacks. Didn't. Yeah, I don't remember anything mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the rest of them, so obviously it was not that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did fall asleep on Friday. <laughs> I mean, I, I felt so bad. I, I, you know, I was hyped last week, wasn't it? Yeah. It is what it is. Maybe yeah. I'll catch something this weekend. Yeah, because, you know, I was not as hype as you were about preseason football. So that was <laughs> well, probably. obviously, I wasn't either if I went to <laughs> That was, like, the one game that I had, like, intended to tune into. And so. We won. 
We did win. Mm-hmm. We did win. Um, we did. Mm-hmm. This is true. So that's all I have to say about that. That's um, all I have to say. They said somebody told me we got kickers now. I said all okay. right then. So um, my highlight this week is a little shady. Yeah. No, no, it's not. He's fine. He's gone. He's gonna go back to his little booth working for the SEC network. He'll be fine. The Jaguars have moved on from Tim Tebow, and so this whole stunt exercising futility. But go on. <laughs> that yes, this thing is over. It's mm-hmm. finally over. Of course, I don't know why anybody's surprised. I was listening to whatever I listened to in the morning, and I was like, "Why? Why are we even talking about this?" Giving him airtime. Because it's it's been a slow for me. Is that what like, it is? It feels like it's been a slow news week. But I think initially when we all found out that he was signing with them, everybody was like, "Oh, this is kind of ridiculous. We need to talk about how ridiculous this is." One because nothing else was going on, but at the same time, like I think it was partially in order to like shame the Jaguars into like letting. I don't think it was that. I think, and this, you know, the pro. Retired football players who are on all these sports shows. It's like, how, how are you going to do that? And for me, as a spectator, a fan, I'm, you know, I'm going there. I'm going I'm to go there. Colin Kaepernick. How are you going to do that? Right. Um, I would say from the player perspective, and I think this is probably more in line with like what other former players were saying was that like you never played you, that position. You ne- one, you never played that position. The last time you played in the league was nine years ago. Like that's an opportunity that can go to somebody who's actually been out here grinding and and doing and doing the work for the past nine years. Like you had your chance and you decided that you wanted to go and play pursue baseball. While also being, you know, a personality within mm-hmm. the SEC network, which you're probably well paid um, doing that job. He's so going like, to be why? all right. At the end of the day, he's going to be exactly. all right. Exactly. That's why I don't feel shady for saying that this is my mm-hmm. highlight. But, um, yeah, the Jaguars are moving. But I think to to a larger extent, like now I have questions about Urban Meyer. <laughs> Because they had the whole thing where he hired the strength coach that got fired for being racist. And then you bring in Tim Tebow, which, like, in, like in college, that, that would make sense. You're still a college coach. You bring in somebody as a locker room person. It wouldn't be a locker room guy because they wouldn't be on – like, Tim Tebow wouldn't be in college anymore. But you bring in somebody as, you know, a culture thing. But, like, I don't think that's so much – I think you have to be like successful to be a locker room guy he's in the NFL. Bo- his uh, Urban Meyer's first bono move. That's all second. Like that was the second. The first one was hiring. Well, the, the coach okay, that, you're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. So, like, yeah. I got, I got questions. I have questions. Well, at least they decided to move correctly. They didn't keep him hanging on to his hopes and dreams. You know, we give him kudos for going for it. Who's we? Me. I'll give him kudos for going forward. I will not, sir. I, you give him kudos. You know, that not. was a dream. I'll give it to him. But you had already lived the dream. Like, you did it. You played in the NFL. Things worked out better for you than we thought they would. 
last time you were in the NFL? I'm just saying that apparently that was a dream of his. He did it, and it's time to move on. I now also I also now have questions like who. Like okay, like there is an element of crazy that all football players have because the nature of the sport. But like, you left nine years ago, and decided, oh yeah, 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 I'll do it again. Let me tell you the key <laughs> moment, and and they and this was highlighted. If you watch any sports show, it was highlighted. He didn't do any blocking. Yeah, yeah, that that's the only highlights I saw from the Jaguars. So. I mean, they tried to say what's his face kind of stepped up and stepped in to the pass or whatever, but that if you didn't do any blocking, I mean, how serious were you about that position? I'm just saying. It's not how serious are you. It is you're used to being the person that wasn't supposed to be touched. Okay, okay. We're saying <laughs> we're saying the same thing. We're saying the same thing. He may have been dedicated, but that we are saying the same thing. He may have been very dedicated to playing tight end, but that but the last time, but no, no, no. What do tight ends do when they're not getting the ball? They block. Okay. I'm saying that he may he probably was very committed to playing tight end, but what he is used to was as a quarterback. You ain't got to hit nobody. If you do, it's because things have been wrong. And nobody was going to hit him that day. He wasn't going to hit nobody that day. That, too. Because <laughs> he's used to being a person that's, that ain't got to that, hit that, nobody. That's very telling. That is a major, as one of the pundits said, that's a major function of that position is blocking. Which is why I'm like, why are you back out there? I ain't blocking. And I'm nobody. Okay. Right. All right. Let's let us move on and leave Tim mm-hmm. Tebow. Pete. What was your violation? Yeah, leave him alone. He it, it, it was a good try, a good hurrah. I that was very him. kind. I applaud of you to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I will applaud him for following his dreams. He can't say, Ooh, "What if?" He can't what say. If? He, he can't could, say what if. He couldn't say what if before. He had did the dream. He put. Let us move on before I say unkind things about this man. Do you have a violation this week? I don't. I don't. I, I'm trying to think. Well, I do. I saw... And we're going to discuss this later, all the moves that the Grizzlies made. That's my violation. That's all I'm going to say. You know, I think, I was just briefly, I think we won out, but we'll get to that. Um, Okay. My violation this week, so was it last Friday, last Thursday? Whatever, within the past week, an article in Sports Illustrated was uh, was published um, where I wish I could remember the young lady's name who wrote the article. But basically, she spoke to two of the 22 women Mm -hmm. um, that have accused Deshaun Watson of sexual misconduct. Let's just Mm -hmm. say it that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And what we found out during that interview was that the two of them 
along with eight of the other 22 women have spoken with the investigators from the NFL, the private, because the NFL, you know, has their own investigators. Has their own, yes. And um, what we learned was that uh, the, the two women that spoke with Sports Illustrated basically said that the investigators who were women asked them questions that made them very, that weren't trauma informed. Um, so basically with like trauma informed interviews that the, that the Houston police actually did, that the police did something correct for once. Um, trauma informed interviews basically, you know, stay away from those questions that potentially sound like victim blaming. Um, you know, not, none of those, what were you wearing? What were you doing? How were you acting? How were you behaving? Da, da, da. Questions like that to make it feel like the victim is at fault mm-hmm. in the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the investigators did not follow the trauma-informed format of investigating this kind of thing. And so... And the NFL, I mean, to put it bluntly, unless you've had specialized training, you're not... But that's I mean, but isn't that the point of having that's a, a, a private? Uh, isn't that the that's point of viola- having a private group to do your investigations that, that you right. bring in? That is people? a violation. Yes, that's a violation. Um, but of course, and and these two late these two young ladies um have talked about, you know, they talked about their experience with during the interview with the NFL, but also like how the media has talked about it or not talked about it. Um. But from after after reading that, I still don't understand why he's not on the the commissioner's exempt list, which is the place where people who are in trouble go, where they can still collect their paycheck. Um, because what we found out in this Sports Illustrated interview is that with these two young ladies saying that the police did a better job of interviewing them than the NFL investigators. That means there is an active criminal investigation going on. Um, so why is this? So why is he not? Cause he's not, a, he's not practicing. He's not playing. He's just showing up to whatever facilities, their facilities every day doing whatever they're asking him to do, which mm-hmm. is not practicing. Why is he mm-hmm. not? Why is he not on the commissioner's list? And nobody has provided an explanation that makes sense. Um, in the past, there have been, I think originally what we were told is that he hasn't been charged with anything. That's mm-hmm. why he's not on the list. But in the past, there have been other players who were also not charged with anything mm-hmm. that were ended up on the commissioner's exempt list. So, like, what mm-hmm. is it? So, what is it in the investigation that the NFL is doing that they have come across? What information have they gotten where they don't think it's serious enough where he needs to be placed on on the commissioner's list after talking to 10 of the 22 women? I think think we need to put the heat on the NFL investigation uh, team or whoever's heading that up. You have a very good question. I mean, what is going on? I, for some reason... Didn't know he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't at practice. Um, what does that mean for the Texans as far as football is concerned when the season starts? Uh, and to be quite blunt, the NFL needs to – the premise of 
innocent until proven guilty. I get that because that is so true in so many instances. Right, right. I just but can't. Obviously, the NFL is not, from what little bit I know, and I, and I stress a little bit why he's not somewhere pending an investigation. Now, as someone who has conducted abuse and neglect investigations, you, there is a certain, there is a course of, a course of investigation mm -hmm. and where it goes. Mm -hmm. And it's very intense and right. very detailed. And that's something that I do not... If the NFL was serious, they would train their investigative staff to exactly. conduct a, an investigation in such a manner. Exactly. Uh, so that... It, until the NFL gets on board with... What they told us they were... Because let's not forget, after the whole Ray Rice situation, they told us that they wanted to be the moral well, it, authority when it came to situations well, like it this. Well, it doesn't sound like that. Uh, players can't get differential treatment because of who they are or their so-called status. And unfortunately, this Deshaun Watson situation is a debacle. I don't know what else to call it. It's a hot mess. It absolutely is. Because from because even in this and, article, and I'm going to take it further. Because uh -huh. I'm going now. I'm getting ready to lead to the legal authorities who can do something. What are they waiting on? What is it that they need in order to proceed or not to proceed? I mean, it's, legally, there's only two ways you can go: either we're going to proceed with charges or we're not. Right. One or the other. Um, well, I don't think we're privy to ex exactly no, where no, and where in their investigation. I don't think we ever will. I don't think the police ever talk about where they are within an investigation. But it can't linger on for yeah, it's years, been months. And years It's been months. This, a gentleman's life is at stake. I'm just going to be honest. His reputation is at stake, which probably, just know. in general, has been ruined. It has care. been ruined. I don't care about that. Um, well, I care because I've done it. The, right. It's a serious matter. And you are innocent until proven guilty. So a decision needs to come down whether he is or he isn't. So you can move on. See, we conducted investigations and either the situation was substantiated or it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And you moved on. Mm-hmm. You don't keep folks in limbo. That's what the problem is. Number one, the NFL, I don't know if their investigative team has the training that the police and other investigative teams of abuse and neglect have. That's number one. But you should have in place, what do you? What do we do as an organization when we have these? And you say they're not following that. I hear that. But I also know on this other hand, it's Deshaun Watson. It's our quarterback. They're trying, the team is trying to preserve whatever. 
And that's and that's the thing. That's the thing. The bottom line is that the NFL needs to. If you're gonna be the more, if you're gonna sit here and tell us you're the more authority, then be that. Behave that yeah. way. Now I get I get the NFL is probably at risk. He hasn't. No charges have been. Nothing has been done on the legal end. Yeah, and, and that's, to a certain extent, I agree with that. I do. But it, but there's been previous cases in which y'all didn't follow that precedent to wait for for whether or not there are criminal charges, and that's the, and that's the only thing. Like I think one, the fact that the NFL itself posed, you know, put itself up there to say, hey, we are the moral authority. We're not going to rely on criminal investigations. That's what y'all told us. So you need to act accordingly. But also, and I think, but you know, I think. When they came out with that statement, I do think it was premature because in any other venue, employment venue. There's a process involved. Exactly. And no decision as far as employment, and I'll say that, is made until there has been a... Due process. Right. A conclusion Mm -hmm. to a legal process if there is one. Yeah, I know specifically if there is one, there's no conclusion made, and unless it was such egregious behavior that, right, you know, he killed somebody. Yeah, so there are processes. I will say I do agree with you on the point of like this is taking too long. As far as Uh like one, I will say my number one concern are the 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 22 women who have come forward. why is this taking? Like, why is there no resolution for the victims? For them. Why, mm-hmm. why there's no resolution for them, uh, mm-hmm. for for the victims, for the accusers, and then also on the other hand of it, which, which you make, you do have a point. The resolution for Deshaun himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree with you on that. It's just at this point, like, I, I from life experience, from everything that's been uncovered by the Me Too movement, I just can't fathom that 22 different people, different women, would all get together. Well, not get together, but would all be lying about their experiences. And I agree with you. I do. As a woman, I do. But as someone who conducted investigations, you have to go where the evidence leads. Yeah, you have to be partial as a person doing an mm-hmm. investigation. I don't. And you have to go where the evidence leads you. And if that leads you down nowhere, but it leads you down a rabbit hole, you got to go down that rabbit hole and chase everything in that hole. Mm-hmm. And, and, and obviously there's no time frame on how long an investigation can be conducted by the legal authorities there in Houston or wherever these are stemming from. That's the frustrating part. Yes. Because there is no time limit. There's no time limit. They don't provide status Mm -hmm. updates. They don't, they normally don't say, hey, we've come across new information, so we're heading in this direction next. And I understand that investigative process i get it yeah do i agree with it sometimes it just depends on the situation you know you know what i did for a living it just depended you know some da's want a b c d e f all the way a to z they want it all before they'll make a decision then you have some who are oh i got a and b and c Mm -hmm. i'll just go with that so it just depends yeah 
But so yeah, so basically the NFL like there there needs to be there needs to be a a, a full... employers are in a hard uh, between a rock and a hard between a rock and a hard. Yes, I but mean, the NFL put themselves in this instance. The NFL put put itself in between the rock and the hard place by de- declaring themselves the moral authority. Now, if they want to back up and be like, hey. Based on, you know, how things go, we would prefer to wait to see whether there's, you know, criminal charges or not, or if it violates the code of conduct or, you know, something like that. If that's what they want to do, fine. But y'all told us, you know, after everything that happened with Ray Rice. But at the end of the day, when it comes to the NFL, if you're good enough, somebody will somebody will have you on their team, regardless of what you've done, short of like you being in jail. Somebody will have you on your team. Somebody will give you a second. Third, Do you think Ray Rice, was, Ray Rice was? Ray Rice? Where's Ray Rice? I mean, I think he he just happens to be that the the. I can't say martyr. Because and you well, you know, he might have just said he's the example. He he was the person that they made the example out of. But even uh, and even up until the point where things like really went bad, like he still had an opportunity to come back and continue his career. Uh, and, and that's I think that's what I was leading to. I think he chose not to pursue his career any further because I'm thinking, you know, I'm I'm it's gone back some years. I'm thinking about Ray. Um, the other Ray. Yeah. Whose name? Last With the Ravens. Yes. Whose With last the Ravens. names? I can't remember right now either. Mm, right. Right. <laughs> You know, he, and it was his right, and he fought it all the way to the end. Right. Kudos to him. But, I mean, some people, well, those who are not in the limelight, not professional athletes, movie stars, actors, singers, performers, or whatever, I mean, um, don't have that. Yes. Luxury. That is that privilege. They don't have that privilege that they could have, Mm -hmm. you know. A damaging accusation, mm-hmm. Whether, mm-hmm. whether true or not, and still be mm-hmm. able to go back to how things were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just just a side note, just so and you probably already know this, any kind of anything of a sexual nature is a very serious allegation. Mm-hmm. And you really have to have your duckies in a row. I'm, I'm Unfortun- just, unfortunately, yes, because of the you have to have your deck is because of the and legal I'm speaking, system. Yeah, right. You got to have them because if there's a, mm, a nine times out of ten, there's no physical evidence. Right. It's he say she say, and then it boils down to credibility of he say she say. Mm-hmm. So just because, and obviously I had this speech, just because we didn't say this occurred, because it doesn't, we're saying we didn't have enough to say it occurred. Right. That doesn't we're mean something wrong didn't happen. We just can't, exactly. we just don't have the evidence to proceed. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's the problem with sex crimes. Yeah. And I think, I think, and this will be the last thing I'll say about this, but for me, like, the most infuriating part of this situation is that 
Like, these women were going to work and had to deal with this situation. It's not like they met Deshaun or, you know, met him at a bar, at a party or something. They were asked to come and do a job and are coming back and telling us that, hey, I had to deal with this while I was at work. And that's and that's the infuriating part for me is that not not to say like it would be better if this were they met at a party and stuff like this happened. Definitely not saying that. But like this is your job. And and for massage therapy, like people have a passion for that. Most people don't go into massage therapy, you know, in order to collect a check. Most people don't. They I know a few who do. But most people like they have a passion for this. It's more than you know, a check. It is what they pour themselves into. Like anything into. else. Right. Like anything else. And you shouldn't be subjected to that. At work. Mm-hmm. No, I get you. I get you. I get you. It's just, you know, your mama has been on both sides. I've seen it all. Yeah. And the bottom line is, and I think in this situation, and I've never said this this whole time this has been going on, it will be up to the police department and the DA's office to say if these two tw- if these twenty two women's account is going to be enough to move forward. Right. Right. And I'm telling you, they're checking out their story, every bit of their story, every no rock is line, left every di- right, uh, and it's and it is going to boil down to credibility. Unfortunately, yeah. I probably would get in trouble for saying that, but if there's been uh, and then the flip side is this DA may want A, B, C, D all the way A through Z. Right. That may be what he wants. Because of because of they, who's involved. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. So all right, let us move on because I'm sure there'll be plenty more to talk about that. Mm-hmm. You know, as time goes forward. Um, let's so, talk- uh, just out of curiosity, because mm-hmm. you know, I have, as a person, as a woman, put him out of my mind. I'm just gonna be honest, but what is his status? As far as the NFL is concerned. He is available. He's healthy. He's just not practicing. Like, he's at the facilities every day doing whatever the coaching staff asks him to, but he's just not practicing. I don't know if and that's, I, like, whatever, why that is. He's just not. It's probably because of all this stuff off the field crap, though. Well, I'm just assuming that it's preseason. Obviously, he's not going to play. So, right. when, when the official game stay starts – I mean, what is he going to start? Is he going to start right. practicing? Yeah, it, it's just okay. he's not practicing at all right now. Like, not even like taking reps. Well, who's the backup quarterback? Who <laughs> knows? Okay, okay. Who? I'm asking too many questions because I honestly, because I have, I just dismissed him in my brain. I mean, I, it is what it is. I mean. I'm. I am like you. I can't ignore. As a person, I can't say as a professional because I don't have any of the information, so I can't say anything right. professional. But as a person, 
That's, yeah, That's as much as women. as much as I don't want this to be to be true, like I can't be like, oh no, all twenty two of you are lying. I can't do that. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't do it. As much as I I want it not to be, not that I don't want it to be true, and that these women are lying. I just I would prefer none of these experiences happened. It's a lot. 22 is a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. And, and let me say this. If it's nothing criminal, it's something very inappropriate going on. And 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 to me, like you being inappropriate with people who are at work who have to help you is enough for me to be like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm not interested anymore. At best, it's inappropriate. And even then, mm, and I don't know what the laws are in Texas. It's it's something called authority figure. You know, you're abusing your your power, position. your position. You are the your starting position. quarterback for the, so. the the team in Houston. Absolutely, you have because of who you are, the power that you wield. The fact that with so. one phone call, you could change an entire person. Anyway, let's move on because now I'm getting angry all over. Yeah, we, we, yeah, because we get we're getting real, and it is very complicated and deep because it's a serious allegation. Yes, number one. Yeah, all right. Let's move on to our headlines of the week, um, because I'm not excited about NFL preseason, and nothing interesting has happened this preseason other than Tim Tebow and all this nonsense with. Deshaun Watson. We're just gonna talk well, about basketball. What do you? How do you feel about Fields? Because they were they were going off on him. He was talking about he felt the game was faster than he was kind of cocky. He is playing against people trying to get a roster spot. Let's let's check back in once the act like the regular season starts. Okay. Oh, okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. Because you are playing you. against people competing for a roster okay. spot. You're not playing. If don't against, nobody, if don't nobody hit that ass before then. You're not playing against <laughs> the, the the one. Somebody gonna hit him. The number one team. You know the one. The, the first team, second team. You're playing against people trying to get a roster spot. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. so let's check back in in a couple weeks. Okay. <laughs> All right. <then. laughs> All right. So. NBA news, we have some more off-season moves happen. Mm. Um, Pat Beverly is now a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves. He's had quite the journey the past this past week. He was traded from the Clippers to the Grizzlies for Eric Bledsoe, and I think some other people came along. I don't know. Doesn't name, yeah, name, yeah, names, yeah, some other people came along. Names we don't know. Um, and then he was traded to the Timberwolves. Now, this part I didn't know. Uh, yeah, so the Grizzlies traded for Pat Bev, um, and then they traded him to the Timberwolves for Jared Culver and Juancho Hernan Gomez. Uh, basically, like two up and coming young players that are you know good potential potential. There's adding adding more young talent to our already young talented team. Right. Um, I'm not quite. I was sh- happy with Eric. But who? Where's what was he gonna play? Cause you have John Morant, you have um, what's that boy's name? Whose hair be flying all over the place? Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. 
Dylan Brooks. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, you have uh-huh. Dylan Brooks like as mm-hmm. as a backup option. Like there was no room for Pat Bev. There was no room for Eric Bledsoe in reality. Like we need a senior member. I do. I do think we need some veteran membership. Mm-hmm. Uh, membership leadership. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if I can pull up the roster. Maybe I'm missing the person who is our veteran leadership on the squad because. Okay. At this point, I think the person who's been there the longest in the league the longest might be. Mr. Brooks. <laughs> 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 or Jaron Jackson Jr. at the Oh, Steven Adams. We got Steven Adams. I forgot. Yeah. So we even made a trade with the Pelicans over over the offseason as well. And we got Steven Adams in return. We traded um we traded okay. away Jonas. They haven't updated this roster yet because Pat Bev and Grayson Allen, who also got traded. I think he got traded to the Celtics. Grace Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are still yeah. um your daddy had to point out to me about Grayson Allen, but I had forgotten all about him. But anyway, but in this Pat, yeah, he did in the Pat Beverly trade. Guess who else came along? I thought it was somebody else I recognized. Rajon Rondo. Right. So there it is. Now, There's the our bet- that's is, all we need. Our veteran leadership, right there. Keep them on the team. Okay, Erica. Let me ask this question <laughs> about Ray J. Rajon. Is he, and I only ask this question because of how he did with the other team before he was with the Clippers. And obviously this has been a couple of years. But is he going to play? That's all. That's all I'm going to ask. Is he going to give his 101%? He will for sure once the playoffs start. Well, we got to get to the playoffs. I think leading, I think his role would be like that mentorship, leadership role. And then once the playoffs starts, him being who he is, who we know Rajon Rondo to be. And I'm okay with that. No, I I have questions. I'm going to be honest. I have questions about just regular season. I I, do. I'm okay with that because, like, I need, we need John Morant and. Dylan Brooks to like grow as much as possible. Like I don't need us to focus in and have Rajon Rondo with this huge role in the regular season. Like just play well enough to help us win games. That's fine. And then be who you are in the playoffs. Be the Rondo that we know in the playoffs. Like he's getting older. I'm sure he can't maintain playoff Rondo the entire year. So yeah, save it for the playoffs. Cause I'm confident we can make the playoffs. I am too. I'm. I, well, I'll just. I'll just note. It's a note. <laughs> I'm concerned about Rondo. But I mean, at I am also would not be surprised if Rondo is a part of another move for elsewhere. Would not be surprised. You know, I love Rondo, and he's always played for. With the exception of the Clippers, I always play for the wrong teams. <laughs> now he's with the Grizzlies. So I, I really, I really, I really, really want to love him. So let's I just really be happy do. we have the old man. For now, I honestly, I would not be surprised if he's another part of a, a piece of a trade. 
So I shouldn't get too excited about him remaining with the Grizzlies. I don't know. I don't even know what to think. Okay. <laughs> okay. But if he does stick around, that's a good addition to the team, especially when, mm-hmm. you know, as far as like senior leadership, senior okay. veteran, veteran leadership. I don't know why I call him senior. Okay, well, I, I'm just going to go on record and say I'm concerned. Um, I'll just go on record and say I'm concerned. That's fair. Um, I don't, unfortunately, I don't want them to get mad. I don't know who Jared Culver is or Wancho. Herman Gomez. Herman Gomez. I don't know who they are. That's okay. You weren't. Hopefully, I will find out who they are. You didn't watch the Timberwolves. I will. We didn't watch the Timberwolves. Well, no, I I didn't. I ain't gonna lie. I didn't. But Jared Culver is a good young player with potential. Okay. I don't know as much about Mr. Hernan Gomez. I know more about his brother, Willie, than I do about him. Willie and Wancho. Okay. You know more than I do. I like that. Wancho. Okay. I like that name. Um. No. No. <laughs> no. No. I like it. It's unique. No, I'm not Hispanic, but no. <laughs> no, I understand Juan. I understand Juan. I get Juan. Willie and Juancho. To put a show, but to put a show on it. Willie and Juancho. Okay. <laughs> it fits. Okay. By itself, by itself, by itself, I do admit it, it's a little off-putting. But when you when you see who is his brother, and you're like, "Oh, Willie and Wancho, yeah, rolls off the tongue." <laughs> no, <laughs> Willie, <laughs> Willie, W I L L I E, W I L L Y. They don't Willie have nothing to do with Wancho. The sound, the sound, phonetically, it works. One person, Willie Rancho. That's why they came. Not brothers. That's why it works. Anyway, let's before we get politically <laughs> incorrect. Um, Joel Embiid has locked in a super max extension with the 76ers, who who had no choice. Honestly, like they got to figure out. Joe, if anybody was staying, it's Joel. Um, so kudos to so you. So we still we still have one more to see what happens. Would be? Yeah. 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 Apparently he not in communication. Well, and apparently this gonna be a last minute thing. You can't do that. Somebody needs to make a decision now. See the problem the problem is and I think I said this a couple weeks ago, was that the last thing we saw of Ben Simmons was so bad that it like plummeted his trade value. So what's going to have to happen? Like I, I do think I don't think a trade will happen before the season starts. What I think will have to happen is that he's going to have to show up and play and play in Philadelphia and play well. Yeah, in Philadelphia, he's going to have to play well for a month or two, and maybe by like. December, January, then a move will be made. Because what we saw in the playoffs, the last thing we saw from him has made his value 
plummet. And what the Sixers want in return, which in any other circumstance would make sense that they want a star player or more in return for him would make sense. But the last time we saw Ben, it was bad. It was bad. It was. <laughs> I, like I said, I hope he's worked on himself over the summer. I do also hope that somebody has reached out to him to serve as a mentor to him. Um, and obviously, preferably, I hope it's the Sixers organization who does all of this. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I don't see any good coming out. I mean, where is he going to go? I mean, there's options. There are places. But like I said, what the Sixers want in return for him is not what the market is willing to give right now because the last thing we saw from Benson. Okay, from a business point, I get it. <laughs> and so, um, also, listen. I just feel for that young man. I just feel uh, for him. Um, I just do. Mm-hmm. Erica, he, he's in a bad place. Mm-hmm. You got to have a little empathy for him. I do. But where it stops is that we saw another superstar talent who doesn't have um, the best jump shot continue to persevere and rise to the occasion. And he's now a champion. So it was one of two ways that Ben's situation could go with his lack of confidence in his shooting ability. Okay. And he's the one that made the decision to pass up a dump because he didn't want to take a chance on getting fouled. Whereas the other person I'm talking about was like, yeah, bring it on. I might airball. I might miss some free throws. But I'm going to keep shooting because y'all going to keep fouling me because you ain't got no other choice. And you know what? He made all of them in the game that they won to clinch to get their championship. I'm just saying I have a little empathy for Mr. Simmons. And I think everybody needs to have a little empathy. And and then just reach out to help them. Uh, self-confidence is going obviously going to have to come from within right. him. But I think he needs a little help, a little push, a little... The only the only thing that I do feel bad about is people talking about him in terms of like him not being a good player cuz that's just not true. Right. But Right. Like I said, what the what the Sixers organization want in return for him, it's just not the market value right now. It's just not. Okay, and see so you've gone to the business side, you know, I don't deal with the business. But the, I'm, I'm more of I'm attached emotionally. But I mean, even with if with the example that I just presented, like if Giannis were up on the trading block, the way that Giannis has approached shooting and free throw shooting is different from the way that Ben approached. So if a team that was was you know in the market for making a trade, like of course she you, would. You're right, Erica. He gonna have to say, "F it, I'm, I'm going out there till I get it." That's why, like, I ha- I only have the tiniest bit of empathy. Um, just because, like, there's plenty of other... There's plenty of players who 
do not shoot well and have had successful careers. It was, but it was because they were willing to try. And all you can do is try. And he not doing that. So all I, I can't yeah. add. I mean, you know, I was screaming at the TV. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I, I had talked about him like a dog. You did. I know I did. I know I did. Let's, let's talk about somebody who does try. And tries mm-hmm. very hard. Mark is smart. Mm-hmm. He signed his nice extension, a lovely extension, with the Celtics. Um, I love you know I love him. I think I think as it stands right now, he will be the starting point guard um, now that Kimba's left and Evan Fournier is also no longer on the team. Um, well, all I'm saying is I love smart. I need him to keep doing what he did. Another person who who started off a career with a shaky jump shot but kept trying. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, there's so many examples of people who were just willing to try. And things have turned out well. You've got to have that killer attitude. That's all I'm going to say. And that's the problem. But I still feel for the young man. Yeah, and that's, the, take away and that's the problem. Like, what we saw out of Ben was something. He don't have a killer attitude. What, and, that's, and that is it. What we saw out of Ben the last time we saw him was more damaging than him, like, missing shots. It really was. I mean, I. but we're going to stop dogging the man. Hopefully he's gotten it together. Well, yeah. we'll be getting it together. I mean. He has to. It's a, that's a. Not, he's a good talent. He's a yes, good. Yes, he's talent. talented, but also as a per, as a professional athlete, there is a a there is a high level of competitiveness that you possess as a professional athlete. So, like, you would be willing to do whatever. Supposedly, you would be willing to do whatever to. Gain an you know, edge. I like the, you know, you know me. I like them aggressive fighters. I like it. So you know, if if Ben Simmons is the competitive professional athlete that I think him to be, he has been working on his jump shot. And like I said, if he plays well the first two months, he don't even need his his, his he trade, needs to work on his his trade he needs value. To work on his jump shot, but his confidence is more important yeah. than his jump yeah. shot. Yeah, and I think that'll. I think, I think that come. There's always that saying when it comes to basketball, like you build confidence by doing the work. Like you, and you have to lean on that confidence to to and know that over the past x x amount of months, I've done this amount of work to improve my jump shot, and you just have to lean into that confidence. And so, putting putting at this point, putting in the work is what builds the confidence. And so, like I said, I think if he plays well the first two months. His trade value is going to skyrocket. They're going to be able to make something work out. Now, if he if he improves his jump shot so much that the 76ers can, like, make adjustments to the offense, they may not need to trade him. They may not even yeah, need to. You're correct. You're correct. So, you know, this, honestly, the ball the ball is in your court. It's in his, <laughs> it's in, it's in his court. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, though. I agree. It is a lot of pressure. And that's something that everyday non-professional, you know, athletic people may or may not understand or may not even take into consideration. 
Mm-hmm. So, but part of being a professional athlete is figuring is figuring out how to cope with being in the spotlight. Right, and I think because that was a piece. I mean, uh, Stephen A. Smith, Ramallah well, specifically, tried to this morning tried to imply that. During a press conference with Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. Osaka, that a reporter was trying to press Naomi about what, like, what she's been talking about recently, as far as like her struggles. Right. I mean, right. Well, specifically, I, what I remember the reporter stating, you know. You know, you don't kind of like us, but you know, you really kind of, you really kind of don't. You kind of need us because that. I think this was when she was promote when she was informing everybody that she was donating to Haiti because right, it's her father's family or whatever. And it was quite interesting that Stephen A. and Max. Thank you. <laughs> did not feel the same way about that interview as Molly did. They felt. Mm-hmm. But I could see where Molly was coming from. I mean, the reporter was nice. He kind of put it in a nice way, but it was kind of nice nasty. It was. Cause we know. In, you know. In re- when it comes to professional sports, yes, there is a race relationship between the athletes and the press. But... Mm-hmm. Not every athlete needs the press, but all of the press needs needs the athletes. Like LeBron James does not need the press. Kevin Durant does not need the press. Like some of these very big names, Naomi, Serena Williams, Naomi Osaka, like they do not need the press in order to promote what they're in order to promote on their right. yeah like mm-hmm. i found out that she was dedicating you know whatever her earnings to haiti like i found that out through social media like this wasn't some press release that i read i found that out because of some a statement that she's made you know um so i think that was a bit inappropriate of a question because of who you were talking to. Now, this is some, like, random person. I don't want to say random, but somebody who's not as well-known within the tennis world. Yeah, that person may need the press more, you know, more than Naomi does. But at this point... Well, my my point was bringing up this example is that uh, these two male reporters, anchors, whatever you want to call them, did not see... What Molly saw, mm-hmm. I, when they were playing the interview, I was kind of like, that was nice, nasty. Because it was. What, what, what? I mean, to, to, I felt that way. To, to, I mean, to say, to want to say that, oh, well, you don't kind of like it. She never said that. She said talking to the, and, and talk, she, she said that. talking to the breast like creates mm-hmm. anxiety. Because mm-hmm. because she feels she because she that. feels like right. some of those questions kind of take a chink at her armor, mm-hmm. chink the armor a bit as far as like confidence. Well, that's what she said. Mm-hmm. She never said she don't like y'all. So one right, 
so she corrected that. But I, I I was just taking it back that I felt the same way Molly did. And I was taking it back that because basically Stephen A. and Max felt that the guy was very professional. His question was very appropriate, sensitive. And I didn't think that. I think, he although, took, I think that guy was taking a shot at her. And I, I would really say all, the, all those things could be true, that he was very professional, he worded it correctly, but the premise was still incorrect. She never said that she don't like y'all. So the fact that you based your question off of that, like the premise of it was incorrect. Mm-hmm. And that's where the problem mm-hmm. is. So I think that's going back to... Um, ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. That's a perception, so to speak, that he's gonna to have to overcome. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, while I, I absolutely think that we as non-professional athletes need to be more um, more open accepting of athletes talking mm-hmm. about their mental health but still mm-hmm. like there is an like part of being a professional athlete is figuring out how to cope with the spotlight right and so right ben is that was my whole point that ben is at that point um and i just wanted to highlight how maybe he could learn it's that's possible. when i say somebody could reach out to him yeah. Because obviously, he's not he's not the first and only person that has to deal with being in the spotlight. <laughs> right. Because I'm going to go back to a person that you said something several months ago, and I was surprised. But when you said it about Kevin Durant, and I guess I have not paid attention to his interviews. Or two statements that he makes or doesn't make. And I remember I chastised you because you said he was too sensitive. Mm. I think he's gotten better about that. I'll just say that, but please continue. Okay. And I was getting ready to agree with you about that because, and I probably should have talked to you about when whatever happened happened and I think he went he took it too far I can't even remember the incident now. oh him going back but and I, forth with uh, Michael whatever on Twitter is that what you're talking about I actually uh, minus some of the language which I personally was not offended by I see where you're coming from where he may have taken it too far but the guy that he was talking, and there's been some other things in between <laughs> since that time. Let me, I, I, let me. He's, 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 he's. I see him in a different light, and I need him to take a step back and not. You, you in the spotlight. Uh-huh. You're gonna get hit with criticisms mm-hmm. and all the negativity. And I'm not saying that's right. I'm not. Lord knows, I'm not saying that's right. But you got to have a tough skin. I think. I think to be a professional athlete. And that's not. I'm not minimizing how you're feeling because everybody, you, you know, 
It still hurts the same. Okay. So I think with Kevin Durant, whereas in the past where I thought he was a bit too sensitive, I don't think he's I don't think he's too sensitive now. I think cuz how it, how it's happening now is that people say what they say. And it it it, it may be negative. Kevin Durant shows up, does his job, plays well, and then says, and then goes back to those same people and like, what were you, what were you saying? And that I don't have a problem with. You, you know, going back at everybody who says my actions speak louder. Than yeah, that words. I don't have a problem with. Whereas, right, like, right. whereas, like before, I feel like he was taking stuff out on on the press. I guess, I guess, what I'm trying to say is, you don't have to respond. You don't. You don't have to respond. You don't. That's what I'm saying. You do not have to respond. And I think that's where most of our athletes, celebrities, whatever. The problem is when you respond. You don't have to respond. Don't respond. Don't but respond. I agree with you. You don't have to respond. But I also think that you are well within your rights to respond. Especially depending on what was said and the manner in which it was said. If people come talking to you crazy, you have every right to respond. Now, while I don't think you have to respond to everything, like, no, I don't think Kevin Durant should be responding to the random person who only played junior varsity basketball. No, I don't think you should. I don't think you should. I don't think you should waste your time. But you absolutely can. And I'm going to be honest. I enjoy it. Cause he's clever. He's entertaining. <laughs> I just, I'm just, it's Michael Rappaport. And that's also that. Let me, let me, cause I was trying to say this early, but my bias, my bias, a huge... my bias is showing. And Michael, and the thing is with Michael Rappaport. Let me Google to make sure I got the right Michael. Because I know his thing is he loves NBA basketball. He loves it. My issue, and a part of his stick is the NBA. The thing with Michael Rappaport is that because he thinks that because he's married to a black woman that he can stick his nose in black people business. So when Kevin Durant said what he said, I didn't have a problem. I don't really care for Michael Rappaport. Because of other things that he, okay, because of other, other things that he do that's not related to the NBA. Like I know he's an NBA oh, super okay. fan, yada yada. But uh-huh, he tends uh-huh. to stick his nose in black in black folks' business when because he's married. Okay, I guess I don't know about that. Right, right. I mean, because no you don't know. Issue, because you don't care about Michael Rappaport. I wear. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I, shit. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I don't. <laughs> And that's why, and that's why all that when all that happened. Like, granted, you know, I was like, "Why you, why, why you going back and forth with this?" I really was, Kevin Durant. Why you going back and forth with this man? I mean, he, he, he's nobody. Honestly, when I know he's a comedian, I know he's a huge NBA fan, and he every time you there's a big NBA event, he's there. Cause he's there. That is it. He is there. He has things to say a lot, and that's and I think that's how. And honestly, I would not be surprised when it comes to Kevin, is if the people that he do respond to are like, um, are like consistent callers, like people who are consistently saying things about him. And at that point, yes, 
somebody always in your mentions, in your DMs, telling you ain't this, you ain't that. Yeah, go ahead. Well, see, that's a, and I guess, and that's me, and it's always going to be me, because I don't know DMs. I'm not on that system. I would call it a system. <laughs> I don't know what y'all would call it. You young folks call Social it. Social media. So. And then also, like, Kevin, Kevin, um, I don't know what other interests Kevin that Kevin Durant has other than basketball. Like the man plays bat, eat, breathes, lives basketball. I don't. I know he has a production company that he's like. I'm assuming paying for, but like I don't know how involved he is in that. So I don't know whether other interests this man has, other than basketball, and maybe music and, and, and okay. music. That's okay. Which means he has all the time in the world. If he has to respond to what y'all call DMs, to see what y'all are saying about him, because he does, because as far as I know, he don't have any other interests other than basketball. Is he not married? No. No girlfriend. I don't think so. Like there's so much okay. of like Kevin Durant, the person that we just don't know. Like we just know him as the basketball player because he's, while he does respond to people, he's still pretty private. Like I don't know nothing about Kevin Durant. All I know is that he played basketball. He eat. Okay, sleep, well, breathe, I was just ups- <laughs> I was upset with him going back and forth with Michael Rappaport. I like, really? was not. Really? And that's because of my personal bias. Okay. Which is why I said I personally wasn't offended. But I'm also personally just not offended by the word C U N T. Like, I've never, in my lifetime, it was a term that was not used in a negative context. Like I knew when it was being used in a negative content context, but like, as far as like what I was constantly exposed to was not like at this point, C-U-N-T is a word that belongs to like gay culture and it's not a negative thing. That's an ugly word, Erica. I understand. No matter what. I understand how you, why you feel that way because the context in which you have like, been in contact with the word it's different from for me why because of because of the whole world like the whole gay culture like ballroom drag all that stuff like it's that word it does not it mean it's a it's a good word when in that context of ballroom no, and drag. no no y'all have to you have turned it into a good, the same way with the n-word you have turned it you have flipped it no let's move on no let's move on <laughs> Okay. Let's move on. Yeah, let, let us um, move on. Cause see, cause we've been here, you young folks. You young folks, y'all. Yeah, it's called anyway. Um, the Christmas Day schedule was released today. Uh, we've been I saw that. we've been here for a long time, so we're just briefly gonna run through this. But basically, <laughs> we we have the Hawks um playing the Knicks um in at Madison Square Garden, so we get to see that whole playoff rivalry be reignited. Um, then we have the Celtics taking on the reigning champions, Ooh. the Bucks. We have the Warriors, who will finally be back at full strength, hopefully, fingers crossed, against the, against the Suns. And then the game that everybody actually cares about, we have the Nets and the Lakers playing at mm-hmm. Staples Center. And mm-hmm. then to, to, mm-hmm. to, to as a nightcap, after the excitement at Staples, we have the Mavs taking on the Jazz. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And where does where does my football fit in in all of this? Christmas, uh-huh. they still play football. They do still play football around Christmas. Yes, yes. Is Christmas on the weekend this year? 
I have I no think idea. it's on a Friday. Oh. Maybe a Saturday. Maybe it doesn't. Okay, okay. All right, this is this is gonna be a rough I don't think Christmas day. football really matters. I think it's the Thanksgiving football that we care about. No, we don't. Because it's always two it's the Cowboys and the Lions. Okay, well, the Cowboys, they got Dak back. They got some key pieces back. They should be better. The Lions got a new coach who, you know, biting kneecaps and whatnot. They all seem to be happy up there that Matt Patricia is gone. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> I'm just saying this Christmas Day sounds like it's going to be a rough one for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's hope. Let's, I will have to let's choose. hope not. And I hope the football game is when the Warriors and the Suns play, or when the Mavs and the Jazz play. Oh Lord! I would say hopefully. Yes, that's that's I, specific. You know, fingers crossed that it won't be rough because last Christmas for us, you know, there wasn't nobody was in the mood to watch basketball because somebody decided COVID. No, no, because somebody decided to set off a bomb in downtown. Uh, yeah, yeah. So nobody yeah. was in the mood to watch no basketball. Yeah, we, we, yeah, you're right. We didn't. You're right. You you're absolutely correct, Erica. You so I right. don't think it can get worse than that. Okay, you're right. You're right. Hopefully, it's gonna be a better Christmas this year. Yes, it will be. Okay. You are so. I, girl, I forgot. I was. How could I forget about that? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. All right. That's going to wrap up this episode. We've been here <laughs> way too long. Um, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so oh my good- I apologize, Erica. I really do. Um, I think we shared enough words of wisdom so far today. Keep masks up. Keep your children safe while school is back. I won't make it. No, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, because whatever. I'll tell whatever, you later. I saw all this stuff that was happening um, in okay. Um, okay. Frank, Franklin. Okay. Franklin County. Yeah. Okay. I seen all that nice did you see what? Did you see what your governor did? But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody stay. Everybody stay masked up. Stay hydrated. Just stay safe. Enjoy the end of the summer. Help your children with school. Help the babies. Help the teachers, help your children in school. It's this is the time of the year that everything gets to moving, and it's a wonderful time of the year. It's yeah, well, it's a wonderful time. You know what? I'm gonna save my thought, my my thoughts, because that was very positive. We're gonna end on a positive note. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for tuning in this week. If you're looking for Older episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. If you're looking for us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at SidelineWTCooks. And we'll be back next week. Smashing more sports. That's right. Peace. Love and soul. Out.